Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 640 Pacific Time, 740 Mountain Time, 840 Central Time, and 940 Eastern Time. Adjust it for your time zone. If you're here live, you know exactly where to be and how to get here. If you're listening to this from a podcast, if you dial into 712-775-8972, and when it prompts for the code, put in 910022. We would be thrilled to have you join us before and after the call and during the call, because we're always looking for thoughts, comments, and uh, ideas of what would be beneficial for you. Since this is a TR90 call, if you ever miss them, you can pick them up on an application called SoundCloud by putting in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and TR90. If you um, get your podcast through a different service, you can put in Frank, Lomas, and either TR90 or Solutions, the Digit 4 Anti-Aging. These calls will pop up. They've been archived back in uh, for 11 years in the SoundCloud app, so I'm sure, I'm sure that the other podcasts will be picking those up as well. You can search through them by date and by host name. The last couple of years, we've actually been putting in the title of whatever has been on the call so that you've got a better idea if you're looking for something in particular. With that being said, for those of you that do not know who I am, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon, welcoming you to the call. I come to you with an education background, but a huge interest in health, nutrition, and exercise going back uh, 40 years just because I had grandparents that were not in the best health, and I really didn't want to travel down the health paths that they did. And so I've done a lot of things over the years to make myself a better, stronger person. And uh, when you're first starting out with that TR90 program that I came into from the R90, which was its immediate predecessor, you need to be taking your supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal if it's possible. If not, do take them with your meals. It still works, just not quite as effective as it would be if it was beforehand. Getting your one really good, clean, lean meal a day, your two shakes a day, your three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at at least three of those meals. If you're a really large person, then you might need to increase that um, protein by a little bit for each of those three meals to make sure that you're getting enough protein to build muscle mass that will help burn the fat because we all of us have a lot of what we call invisible fat hidden in our bodies and the supplements will help with that. Staying hydrated. The current thinking is at least one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh with the caveats being that if you're exercising heavily or if you're in a humid area, you'll need to increase that to adjust for those conditions that um, and you should be drinking one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking a minimum of 50 ounces of water daily. I have really found that that, that was the fir- one of the first keys that I did after making sure that I got plenty of sleep, which we'll be getting into 
for our talk today. Seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables every single day. Those fruits and vegetables will give you macronutrients, micronutrients, and they will give you fiber. For um, guys, you should be getting about 45 grams of fiber daily to keep things moving through your digestive system and keeping it good and healthy. Ladies, we need at least 32 grams of fiber daily, and that's one of those really key things that everyone should be getting. Seven to nine hours of good quality sleep a night. That sleep actually does a whole bunch of system resets while you're sleeping, clears toxins out, helps store memories, really helps your brain get set up for a really great um, plan for the next day because you can make good decisions. And with that, we're going to jump right into our topic today of sleep and your health and why it's important. There's no, and this information is coming out of a book that's called Superfoods Health Style, Simple Changes to Get the Most Out of Life for the Rest of Your Life. It was written by Stephen G. Pratt, MD, and Kathy Matthews, and it just has a wealth of really great information. So there's no question that sleep and health are intimately intertwined. Up until recently, relatively recently, however, even though it was known that sleep affects performance in humans and sleep deprivation in rodents causes actual death, little attention was paid to the effect of sleep deprivation on human health. We now know that while the main function of sleep seems to be the refreshing of our brains, sleep and its lack affect many bodily systems, including our metabolism, our hormones, and our immune function. The important news and one of the major messages of health style is that chronic sleep deprivation is doing more than just making us tired and reducing our ability to perform at optimum levels. The big news on sleep is twofold. Many of us think that we're getting enough sleep when we really aren't. And our performance is affected even though we're unaware of our diminished abilities. Moreover, and most significantly, the lack of sleep that many of us endure routinely has now been conclusively linked with diabetes, metabolic syndrome, and obesity, all increasingly common conditions that are taking a serious toll on our overall health. Total sleep deprivation suppresses the immune system, and even partial sleep deprivation has an effect on this important protective system. Even smaller amounts of partial sleep deprivation reduce the natural killer cell activity and diminishes the effectiveness of the communication between our pituitary gland and our adrenal glands. This, this results in altered stress hormones, which in turn play a role in the memory and glucose tolerance. One fascinating area of research is discovering the causative links between lack of sleep and diabetes and obesity. In one study, curtailing sleep to four hours per night for six nights impaired glucose tolerance and lowered insulin secretion in normal, well-rested young men. This condition was entirely reversed when these men made up their sleep debt with adequate rest. 
the important message for all of us is that you don't have to lose huge amounts of sleep before it takes a toll. Partial sleep deprivation has a substantial effect on sleepiness, as you might guess, but also on motor and cognitive performances and mood. From the very general standpoint, one study found that sleeping less than four hours per night was associated with a 2.8 times higher rate of mortality for men and one and a half times higher rate for women. The author of this study found that the length of the sleep time was a better predictor of mortality than smoking, cardiac disease, or hypertension. One other study found that the people who slept six hours or less a night had a 70% higher mortality rate over a nine-year period than those who slept seven to eight hours a night. It's not only long-term health that's affected by lack of sleep. Did your grandmother ever tell you that you'll get sick if you don't get enough sleep? She was right. Studies have shown that people who suffer from acute and chronic sleep deprivation also experience immune changes, including a decreased number of protective natural killer cells and reduced activity of those natural killer cells. This reduced ability of our body to fight the invaders on a cellular level will inevitably make us more vulnerable to colds and infections. You're not only in danger of getting a cold if you don't get enough sleep, you're also at a greater risk for developing chronic health problems, including diabetes, metabolic syndrome, and even obesity. While the links between these ailments and sleep deprivation are only emerging, and realize that this book was published in 2006, so a lot has been found out in the last uh, 14 years or so, we know for certain that the loss of sleep affects hormone function as well as glucose tolerance and insulin resistance. Oh, and here's a side note for you, those of us that are athletes. There is research evidence that most of the improvement of motor skill depends on sleep. Improvement of a perceptual or motor skill continues after training has ended, and sleep is very important to maximize the improvement. The sleeping brain does a reprocessing of recent memory patterns involving motor skills. In addition, numerous studies support the idea that sleep is essential for brain memory function. And here is a side note for those of us that um, about summer coming to an end and why it's important to get into a really good sleep habit. Well, the summer is a time of no teachers, no books, and for many children, no schedule. It's fun and flexible and allows for travel and visitors and catching fireflies. However, suddenly facing that first day of school without sufficient sleep can make the adjustment to a new teacher and a new classroom all the more difficult. Sleep deprivation in children affects mood, cognitive ability, memory, decision-making, creativity, everything a child needs for a good academic performance. This is true for adults too, by the way. Don't wait until the night before school starts to get the children back into a school sleep schedule. You should start at least a week in advance with earlier bedtimes and earlier risings. A 6 to 12-year-old needs about 10 and a half to 11 and a half hours of sleep a night. 
get them to get them into a good bedtime routine, say dinner, bath, reading, bed, which they can follow for the full school year. A regular bedtime is critical. Our internal clocks are powerful and we sleep best if we fall asleep and wake up at the same times daily. If children have a week or two of restful sleep in advance of the start of school, they'll be better able to handle any of the night before the first day of school jitters and to catch up on needed sleep quickly. So as you might have guessed, the sleep deprivation takes a toll on performance, and this is certainly true. One study found that sleep restriction of six hours or less per night produced cognitive performance deficits that mimic the loss of two full nights without sleep. This is actually a relatively moderate sleep debt, and many people experience it regularly, never imagining that it could seriously impair their waking neurological functioning. The same study, which involved 48 healthy adults between the ages of 21 and 38, also reported, and this is the critical information, that the study subjects were largely unaware of their increasing cognitive disability. Other reports corroborate this finding. We're tired, we're not performing well, and we're obviously were oblivious to the fact. Most people believe that they function normally despite despite being sleep deprived. No doubt this helps to explain why sleep deprivation has become a common condition. We not only perform less well when sleep deprived, we try less. One study of college students who were sleep deprived found that on the day following their sleep loss, they not only, as you might guess, were sleepy, fatigued, and they had longer reaction times, but they also selected less difficult tasks than the control group. The selection of the least demanding option in a complex situation has obvious implications for safety, reliability, and effectiveness of workers. Nearly 25% of the population, including night shift workers and medical residents, and interns are particularly sensitive to sleep loss. A recent study of medical interns showed that a clear relationship between the hours slept per day and the number of attentional failures during the night shift work. Most significant, this study examined the work performance of highly motivated, intelligent segment of the population. And clearly, their sleep restriction had a significant effect on their ability to perform work. And another study of medical interns reported that those following a traditional schedule, little sleep for long hours, made 39 point nine, or 35.9% more medical errors than the group following a so-called intervention schedule, more sleep and reduced work hours. So... But those are some of the reasons why we need to be paying attention to this before we get into our um, time change. At the top of the hour, if you scoot over to Facebook One Team Global Live, you'll catch one of our leaders sharing some information on how to build a new skin business. And with that, this is Susan Mann for October 24th, 2017.
2022 signing up. I'm going to take us off mute so you, you can share your thoughts and comments. And tomorrow we'll actually get into some of the meteor nuggets of how to make some of those good changes for our sleep habits. And don't forget your 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week. So there we have it, my friends. Sleep. It affects everything. (laughs) That's for sure. I agree with you there. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow. Oh, yes, and I'm looking forward to sharing what, what we got for tomorrow. So... It's always a good thing. (laughs) All right, here. Take care. And try to get a nap today if it sometimes those I find power naps actually help. If I get get a ten or fifteen minute nap in the middle of the day, that really helps me catch up. Yeah, yes, you're right. And it's a rainy day and it's gonna be thunderstorms, so I'm gonna go out to lunch with my daughter and then I'm gonna do what you said. Well, I get to go do a photo shoot before I go do Poppy today, so that'll be fun. (laughs) Well, look beautiful. Oh, I am planning on it. I'm already plotting which which dresses I'm taking because my friend says, okay, I want you to wear, bring these colors. Okay. (laughs) All right, well, have some fun time. Oh, I will. It's going to be in a pumpkin patch this time, so we'll see. Oh, that's great. That sounds like a fun day. All right. It it should be. Okay, have fun. Bye-bye. Bye.